Hey y'all, it's your girl Miss Malty, and it's Malty Mondays. So I know what y'all thinking. Y'all probably like Malty. Where the hell have you been? You missed a week. But y'all know last week was Mother's Day weekend. And that weekend for me is difficult. So I had to take a little hiatus, get my mental health right, get out of my feelings, <laughs> okay, and come back with y'all. Um, one thing that's important to me. It's not just to put out content, just to stay relevant or to keep my views going. It's really important for me to put out authentic material that reflects me. So that's what I did. It's Mother's Day. I normally take that weekend off. If y'all don't know, I lost my mom back in um, 2010. God rest her soul. So yes. This podcast will kind of hint on what's been going on. And lately, y'all, I noticed I've been hiding behind my guests. Like every week I got a guest and I never kind of talk about my own perspective, what I got going on. So I just want to share a little bit more about myself with y'all. But I'm still going to have my guests on to give y'all great content and um, realistic resources and great point of views, right? I just never want my podcast to be solely about me and centered around me and my thoughts and my feelings. So sometimes it's all about that step up, step back effect, right? Like it's about me being able to step up and show y'all sides of me that I want y'all to know. And then there's other parts where I can center other people and let them talk about their own experiences and narratives. So with that being said, I recently had the honor around Mother's Day weekend to go on an amazing show with my friend, um, Nigel Ashford, who has his own show called Outspoken. And if y'all have not heard, please go check it out. Add him on his social media platforms at um, Nigel Ashford. But the unique thing that I loved about being on his show was that his episode was in called The New Faces of Motherhood. So it was me and three other um, women that had different intersectionalities, all rooted in motherhood. So I really appreciated going on to that show. I think I put the link in my Instagram. So y'all can definitely go check out that. Um, or it might be on my Facebook. I think I definitely think it's on my Facebook. So go check that out. Go support. I think it's really great to even be on there to talk about the different perspectives of like being a mom and like recognizing that visibility for trans women in motherhood is very slim. And so whenever I'm invited to speak in spaces about my truth and what it's like to be a mom, because that's the most rewarding thing I have, I'm so grateful. So this episode is like, I guess y'all can say my mother day's edition. Now that I'm like a little bit more up to talking about it. Um, one thing about my mom that I so for y'all who don't know, my mom's name is Pauline Tramiel Kelly. Um, that's where I get my middle name from. So that is the bonus. You know, I am, my middle name is named after my mom's first name. And anybody who knows me, hopefully when I start my generation and everything, my daughter's middle name starts with a T. And I want all the women that comes after me and my family to kind of honor my mom with starting their middle name with a P, but I guess that could get tricky after a certain amount of time. But um, 
if y'all don't know my mom, y'all would know that she has a really great personality. She's very outgoing. That's probably where I get it from. She's outgoing. She's full of life. I I really love that she's a sweetheart. People think I'm a sweetheart, but my mom would literally give you her last. I'm not giving you my last. Like, I'm not even going to play with you like that. I'm I'm honestly going to tell you to a certain degree, like, mm, no, just can't do it. But my mom, she would really, really try to show compassion to everybody that she met. And I guess seeing that display of just being, showing humility to people that she didn't even know kind of rubbed off on me. So I'm just thankful to learn all the lessons of motherhood from her, like indirectly, not even knowing that I was going to have my own child or transition at some point. So as I think about how she mothered me and how she fostered me to be the person that I wanted to be, even though the outside world had already kind of shaped my reality or kind of put these notions that something was wrong with the idea that I was an effeminate boy, my mom had already always raised me to make my own decisions, be comfortable in who I decide to be. And she always made it very safe in every environment that I was. And and one thing that people should keep in mind when it comes to raising a trans child, whether you know you have a trans child or not, is policing any child. So policing is very detrimental to someone's mental health, right? So always telling somebody what they're not doing and highlighting these things that seem to make your child feel inadequate. So they don't feel good enough to believe in themselves or show up as their full selves. And I think that could be a hindrance when growing up as a child that's constantly being policed. So that was something that was passed on to me that I'm really grateful that I have. So with my daughter Aspen, that's never really an issue. And so I just wanted to give y'all a little story about like one thing I remember about like me and my mom's relationship, right? So Oh, we gonna go back. I had to be like, mm, I was 22 when my mom passed away. So yeah, I had to be like 21, 22. And that was the time that I decided to present to my mom as my authentic self. So uh, <laughs> she had never seen me present as a female before. It was her birthday weekend. I know, right? Like, I I decided to pick her birthday for the reason to come out. So I was like, okay. Mind you, I had already came out as gay. She accepted me. But now I have to come out as a trans woman. So I need people to understand that once you transition, it's a cycle of different coming out processes that could possibly happen. So, you know, once you foster these people around your attractionality and who you're attracted to, now you have to get them on the same page with how you're about to in a, um, identify and how you're about to come into the world and present yourself. So it was her birthday weekend. So anybody, let me give you a little backstory. Um, my mom died of cirrhosis of the liver. Alcoholism had been a really big thing. Um, I'm sharing this only because people be having personal struggles and I never want to lie or like not live fully in my truth right like it is what it is like we sometimes have family members that struggle with 
substance use disorders. So my mom just happened to have alcoholism. I had already knew as an early child that drinking was something that was an issue for my mom growing up because other people made it an issue for me, right? Like other people made it a highlight to let me know that my mom had uh, addiction to alcohol. So, which is another thing that's hard for kids to kind of grow up and realize that other people are showing these flaws of their parents. Stop doing that. But moving right along. Uh, so with that being said, she had got sick. She had gotten diagnosed to like pass away. Like she wasn't supposed to live as long as she did. The doctors had told us that she was already going to pass away. Um, trigger warning. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just um, telling y'all about this, but it's my truth. They had told us that she only had a few days to live. God's so good that we end up getting a whole year and three months out of her after that original diagnosis, right? So this had been a tedious process. I didn't know if it was going to be me and my mom's last birthday together. So what I did was, knowing I was struggling, college student, making it on my own, working my little funky job, but I really wanted to honor her. So this particular birthday, she. It was around the time that Michael Jackson had passed away. She was a big Michael Jackson fan. The Detroit Princess, for anybody who don't know, that's our boat on the river that's really, like, amazing. She wanted to go there. So I surprised her with tickets to um, the Detroit Princess. And we were going to go and have a just good old time. Just It's her birthday, whatever she wants. Um, so I spent all my... <laughs> I'll use all my um, refund check to make sure that I made my mom's birthday special, right? So I took her to get her, I took her to my hairdresser. Well, this, wait, I'm jumping the gun. So move a little, I'm upstairs getting dressed. She don't know where we're going. I'm just letting her know that like, hey, we're about to have a whole amazing day. Bye, day, bye. So I'm getting dressed. I'm putting on some white capris with a, white and gold little top to match the little jacket with my white cami. I didn't got my hair straight in. So I'm upstairs in my bedroom while my mom's downstairs and I'm like, I'm about to put on these wedges, but she gonna hear the wedges coming down the stairs. So what do I do? I'm like, okay, fuck it. It's your mom, right? This is gonna be the determining factor that if she does not accept you, Maybe you might need to reconsider transitioning. So <laughs> I put on my, and I remember the shoes vividly, y'all. It was some white and gold Rockerwear wedges, okay? I thought I was icy. You couldn't tell me nothing. So I put these wedges on. I started to walk down the stairs. And all you hear is the cluck of the uh, wedges hitting the wood of the stairs. So finally, I get down to the bottom of the stairs. She in the dining room. You turn into the living room, and I'm like, hey, ma. And she just kind of, like, stopped and was startled and just was staring at me. And then I'm pausing, like, okay, awkward. Like, what do? how do I move forward past this moment, right? The first words that utter out this lady mouth, <laughs> y'all, was, she was like, I hate you. Y'all, when I say my heart had never fell down to the basis of my puss so quick, uh, I got 
and my mouth dropped like, ah. And she like, you look just like me when I was your age. And then it was this big sigh of relief because I felt my eyes welling up and like, oh my God, I'm about to just bust out in tears because my mom is about to reject me and like, this was a bad idea. And I was like, oh, she said I look like her. That is the biggest compliment, right? And so I just remember her hugging me and being like, you are so beautiful. Now you're like the daughter that I always wanted because at the time my mom had three boys. And so it was like we had that connective moment of like her recognizing me as who I am, but also honoring that she never got a daughter, but now she accepted me as her daughter. So we get dressed. Me and my mom have a good time. The one thing in retrospect, looking back, I don't even know if she was in pain that whole night. Like, I could have never known. I would have never guessed. But she really pushed through that night to make it amazing. So we have a day, right? I take her to the beauty salon to get her hair cut. She wanted this vibe. She was feeling herself. We then went shopping. She got her little outfit for the uh, boat ride. We get to the boat ride. Now I'm seeing how my mom interact in public and she's seeing me, how I present as a woman. So we having a good little time. We get on the boat. Um, she never asked the wrong questions. She never cared about like pronouns. Like it just clicked for her to say her and it clicked for her to say daughter and like, at the time, you know, Shorty was my nickname, so that's gender neutral. So she's just like, yeah, this is my daughter, Shorty. We getting on the boat. Guys is trying to hit on my mom, and I'm looking like, this is so unnormal. Guys trying to hit on me, and my mama looking like, oh, okay. So I realized a lot of my mechanisms, my demeanor, the way I interact with people, I was finally able to see that it solely comes from my mom, and my mom was able to see is that, yeah, she is a sponge of me because now she can present her full self, right? So these guys come over. They buy me and my mom some drinks. And um, they're like, what y'all doing? I'm like, we're celebrating um, my mom's birthday. So my mom, she's so slick. Talking about, I'm not your mama. I'm your sister. <laughs> like, bye, okay. Like, yeah, girl, you pushing it, right? But we... To say all that, we had a really good night. It was amazing. And that's just something, that's my last memory of her birthday that I really um, remember. And it was beautiful, right? It was a white party on the boat. Um, her birthday is July 14th, for anybody who's curious to know. And it was just a good night. And it was a good way to honor my mom and see her as a woman first. Like, if anything, my friend in Kenge had really instilled in me, like sometimes with our moms, they may not make the best decisions, but it's really important that you honor your mom as a woman, you know, that may not be perfect, that actually has sex, that actually, you know, do shit. Like just because she became your mom didn't mean that her life has stopped at that moment. And she still has to make decisions based on how she feels, her morals, her values. And so that was that. And I really wanted to, who would have known I would have had a platform to be able to honor my mom, right? Like the single woman who busts her ass all the time to make sure her kids had what they wanted or needed all on her own. And so I'm just thankful for my mom to be able to have her in the times that I did. 
<clears throat> be able to instill the things that she did in me and support me in the best ways that she could because at the time I knew shit about trauma, okay? So looking back in hindsight, my mom had a lot of trauma and that was her way of coping. Drinking was her way of coping. And now that I understand like trauma, addiction, generational curses, it is okay for me to let go of these ideas or these anger this anger that I had towards her because I felt like she wasn't enough or she wasn't the mom I needed her to be, but she was everything that she tried to be. You know, some of these things is not easy once you have kids. So she was the best mom. I love you, mom. I thank you for being on here and making a sacrifice to have me. Um, that I know couldn't be easy, especially when you have three kids asking for three different things, three different of your time, attention, and love. So yeah, that's my ode to my mom. But what I wanted to leave y'all with moving forward is a little bit of the episode from Outspoken. So I will try and do more of this with you all and kind of bring myself on to tell y'all those stories about me and everything that's going on. Um, but I'm also going to have community members still coming on because it's our first Mother's Day episode. Um, it's called The New Faces of Motherhood. We have four different moms who in some way is involved in the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to let them tell them um, who they are and their stories when they come here. But the reason why I wanted to create this episode and call it The New Faces of Motherhood, because for years, we've always seen this image of what a mother is supposed to look like. The mom from the 1960s and 70s and the long dress and the perfect hair who's able to take home of the um, take care of the, the home and the kids. But now in today's society, that image has changed. There are different types of categories of what the mom looks like and what a true mom is. And we also are learning that it's not the outside appearance of the mom, but it's her actions as well. So joining me are these four amazing moms, mothers, awesome awesome individuals two of them we had on our show before and they're back and another two they are new to our show so guys let's let's welcome them and make them feel feel the love here and outspoken like we always do here are our four mothers hey guys welcome how are you so these are our guests, aka moms, aka the R gang. We have Raquel T, Raquel M, Rochelle, and Rishonda. Did I get that all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, guys, thank you so much for being awesome. Raquel T. Hey everybody, I'm Raquel Tramel, and I am a trans woman. I'm a black trans woman, and I am the mother of a five-year-old daughter named Aspen. Out of all four of you, who's married and who's single at the moment? I'm separated at the moment. Separated. I'm in a partnership with two people. Okay. Raquel Ra Ra T. 
I'm sorry, I'm very much so single. Um, I was, <laughs> you know, so anybody out there that's looking for a wholesome woman <laughs> out here. For sure. Are you single or are you in a real, are you married or are you in a relationship? Uh, okay, so I didn't. Oh, oh, oh no, she'll be. Yeah, it was that question she didn't <laughs> And that was a few highlights from my experience being on Outspoken. I really enjoyed being there. I enjoyed the energy of the other ladies and just really telling my narrative. So again, thank you, um, Nigel, for having me. I look forward to coming back on again and having such an amazing time. Y'all go check him out again. It is your girl, Miss Mouthy. Thank you for tuning in every Monday on Mouthy Mondays with your girl. And this is just ta-ta for now. And remember, when you don't see me, you hear me. It's your girl, Miss Mouthy.